Welcome to the Rain in Threes podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello and welcome to the 10th edition of Rain in Threes. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, with the former John Wooden and AP All-American, Alan Ray. Hey, Ray, how are we doing tonight, my guy? 10th episode, I'm feeling great. I feel like we should get some kind of award. Make, make making it all the way to 10, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. But everything's good. Just got back. Well, not just got back, but had a wedding to go to over the weekend. That was really good. Uh, my brother, congrats to him and Joanna. They, she's officially a Ray now, officially my sister. So I'm happy to see them together and finally make it official. So my weekend was good. My week was good. What about you? Yeah, man. Congratulations to your brother. That's a, that's a pretty awesome moment as a as an older brother for you and as a family. So uh, the Rays, man, you guys, a lot of good moments for you the last few months, and hopefully we'll continue that. Um, so that's just great to hear, my friend. And myself and uh, our very own producer, Nick McGow, got, got lucky enough to hang out on Saturday, had a little bit of a, a booze cruise around the, the Hudson and East River. On New York, so we had some fun. We were chopping it up with some some fellow Villanovans, and it was a good time, man. So uh, I'm excited to get back on here. And yeah, can you believe it's been it's double digits already? I mean, I feel like we just started this thing, but here we are, and you know, 75 days or so away from college basketball. Eh, right? It's just around the corner. Football's around the corner, and I, I could not be more jacked up for this. And you know, it was a nice mild day in New York City today. Uh, a cool 72 degrees so the fall weather is is starting to come in and you know it's i couldn't ask for anything more to be here with you tonight a ray so let's get into it huh yeah you mentioned uh all these sports coming back college football nfl um college basketball is going to be back soon so yes, sir. very good time right now but i'm not i'm not the biggest college football fan i try <laughs> i try yeah. i try but i just can't i can't get into it but don't don't kill me, all right? I, I don't kill me, guys. Not a big college football fan. Hey, it's all good because uh, you know all we got to care about right now, moving up, moving forward, is the Big East, and that's the the most basketball centric conference that there is. And you know, just the the amount of hype on Twitter with the conference realignment, it really get they really started to get after you over there from uh, from the Gonzaga faithful, the Bulldogs. Yeah, we're we're up in your DMs, crushing you left and right after your comments of saying they need to put down their surfboards and pick up a hammer if they want to join the Big East. Which I I get what you're saying, a right? The West Coast mentality needs to be left behind, and you got to get into that blue collar mindset when you want to come play ball in the Big East. That's the bottom line. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to travel all the way from the West Coast, you're going to come to Philly. It's going to be cold. And there's no surfboards. Like, guys, you got to put on your hard hats and you, might, you got a tough game. No more of them, them easy games. <laughs> and I made a mistake, too. I said a Pac-12. Guys was in the WCC conference, West Coast conference. So, yeah, pick, well, up, two, pick up two hammers. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> and you knew that, ain't right? You were just talking about them making a move from yeah. the West Coast conference, so... You were saying, like, hey, are they going to try to join what's left of the Pac-4, Pac-12, whatever you want to call it? 
Um, but BYU is gone, right? That was yeah. one of their two really legitimate opponents in the WCC. It would be it was Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU, right? And then everybody else. That was basically it. And now Gonzaga is down one quality opponent that they would play not once, not twice, but sometimes three times, home and away, and then again in the conference tournament. And, you know, those are three games that are, are usually against a quad one opponent. Right, a top 50 RPI, BPI, Ken Palm, whatever measurement you want to need. Gonzaga, if they were ever going to make the move to the Big East, now would be a great time. But I don't think the offer is there from Val Ackerman, who is the commissioner of the Big East. And to be perfectly honest with you, it doesn't make a lot of sense geographically speaking. Yeah. But basketball wise, man, it would be a ton of fun. And we, we, we posted on our account, we talked about this a few episodes ago when Villanova and Gonzaga met for the first and only time back in 2017 at the Garden for the Jimmy V Classic, how fun that was. And I would love to see that happen again. Maybe we can at least schedule a home-at-home with them the way we did with UCLA. So I'm here for it, but we got we to gotta get the Big East higher-ups to get, get that send that invitation out to Gonzaga. That's what we got to do. Yeah, definitely. I would love Gonzaga to be in the Big East Conference. You know, that just only adds to the law of the conference. You know, we, it, it'll definitely be the best basketball conference by far, in my opinion, if Gonzaga joins. But uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think, like, their style changes if they come to the Big East for a couple of years, they playing in the Big East? Like, that West Coast offense, that West Coast style, like, do you think they still play that way? Is that the basis of their program, the basis of their style, or do they adjust to Big East play. I hear you. I, I think Mark Few uh, might have to change up the way he recruits a little bit by maybe expanding it. Uh, just, But it's so expanded already in terms of where he recruits from. Like guys like Rui Hachimura. You talk about a lot of uh, different different guys they get, like Karzuski, Karnowski, Karzuski, all these guys yeah. out from, from Eastern Europe that the Zags have been so successful with uh, playing. Uh, playing with over the course of the years, you know, big men like Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren. I see those guys continuing to want to play for the Zags in a, a conference that offers much more toughness down low when it comes to the Big East versus WCC. So I don't know if they change up their recruiting, their splitter style play too, too much, but I know what you're saying about, uh, you know, the type of, type of mindset, type of basketball that is played in the Big East versus a, a West Coast type conference. And listen, you look at Mark Few and Gonzaga's track record of guys they put in the NBA. Uh, just you know, just recently talked, you know, like I mentioned with Jalen Suggs, with Jed Holmgren. You know, those are not the, the the biggest in terms of like tough, broad type guys. They were very athletic, sure. Yeah. But when it comes to you know banging bodies down low, physical type of basketball that we're accustomed to seeing in the Big East, maybe they might have to hit the weight room a little bit more and to pick up that hammer. Pick up the pick up those weights and, and throw some uh, some dumbbells around when it comes to preparing for the Big East, huh? Yeah, I I agree because it's definitely real physical and like like you said, a guy like um Chet Holm Holmgren, you know, I think I think he's a really good player though, and I think that he could give he would give a lot of people in the Big East problems just like how mobile he is. Like just think about him playing against like a, a Eric Dixon, like that's like that's gonna be a tough night for Eric. On uh, on both ends, you know what I'm saying. I I just feel like 
Chet is one of those guys that's like he's a pro for a reason, you know. Right. Long, can defend, can shoot. Like he's 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 a guard, you know. And right. And he's not a he's not a guard. I'm not saying like he's not good, but just it, it'll be difficult because Chet is definitely a guard. He has super guard skills and he's quick. So, but yeah. if if you could get play physical with him and like not let him get to his spots, yeah, forget about it. Like he's gonna have a long night. No, no, no doubt about it. And and luckily he's not there anymore with the Zags. But yeah, with as long as Mark Hughes there, they're gonna be a top team in the nation, no matter what conference they play in. But it would certainly be a pleasure to have them come join the Big East and and give that extra boost to a purely basketball conference with a purely basketball school. They don't have even have a football team over there in for the Zags, they Ray. So they they would be perfectly on board with what's yep. going on in a basketball centric conference. That big the Big East coaches. ADs, all the departments, when they think about sports, basketball comes first, not football, not soccer, not lacrosse, not baseball, any other sport you think about, it's it's basketball. So um, just a fun thing that we wanted to discuss, get out there, and the, the Zags faithful were all over you, A-Ray. And- yeah, they was coming one by one, too. Like one person, then 30 seconds later, somebody else. And then another two minutes later, somebody else got a smart comment. Yep. So it's like UConn, but but yo, yeah, don't don't get started on, on the UConn faithful. They they love getting after you there as well. But uh, you know, shout out to the Zags. Yeah, we 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 hope to, to to play you guys in the future. And whether it's not if it's not in Big East play, then we'll hopefully we get a home and home schedule because you know uh, Villanova, we 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 gotta love the the boosted non-conference schedule when we're playing the best of the best so just like any other year this year is is one of those examples and listen i i can't i can't tell you outside of the am to, to to be two and oh i'm gonna i'm gonna give go ahead and give ourselves the two and oh start with american and the lemoyne being our first two games but once maryland comes to town on friday november 17th to the fin pavilion's gonna be rocking and that's gonna be a true test to see where this team is at hard gonna have 30 but hey, that's right. A Hakeem Hart revenge game. And that's going to be a ton of fun. We'll hopefully be do something special for that game to promote the podcast, whether we record somewhere uh, or even if we, we show face at that game. So looking forward to that. But let's let, let's let, let's talk about this, A-Ray. Something that, that we've seen, a couple of videos we've seen on Twitter that we discussed prior to, to hopping on this show is Brendan Housen and his windmill dunk, and then T.J. Bamba with his putback dunk off a surprising Brendan Howes and miss. feel like the guy never never misses after knocking down 70 in a row on camera just a few weeks ago. So uh, give me your thoughts on Housen and, and you know showing that, those flashes of athleticism that we really haven't seen out of him just yet. Yeah, I definitely didn't think uh, Housen had that in him. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely surprising. When I seen it, I was like, oh, damn, he got a windmill in. So I was I was real surprised. So he definitely has some sneaky athleticism that he hasn't showed yet. Cause we I was surprised. I don't know about you, but I I was. And then uh, that Bamba dunk was I mean it was pretty impressive. You know uh like the timing on it, just like everything about it, and you know the video added a little bit of little seasoning to it to make it look good. But I think that uh. He got super athleticism. I've been hearing from pe- people at Villanova that uh, Bamba has been playing amazing, and like he's he's really good. So 
he might be that 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 wing we need, give us a scoring boost, take off some pressure off of Justin Moore during the year. I think that's uh that's gonna be great. I'm excited. Like I I, I know there's gonna be games where somebody's gonna go off. Like E might get thirty, Justin get thirty next game, twenty five, Hart. Like I think we got that kind of kind of team. Yeah, that, that's the makeup of, of this this squad we got, and it's so deep, and it's so experienced, right? Yeah. If you combine the fact that we have the experience, the age, with the the, the, the athleticism and youth, with guys like Mark Armstrong, like Brennan Housen, apparently, who can windmill dunk and not, not not only just windmill dunk, but knock down 70 shots in a row. I know one's, no one's guarding him, but it's pretty hard to do that 30 times in a row, let alone double that. So uh, I can't get enough of, of seeing those types of glimpses and looks at our guys. Obviously, we've seen Eric Dixon post some things before on his socials that get you excited about his development of his game of knocking down threes mid-range and then making things happen down low with some post moves. So, listen, I think this is a perfect storm. Uh, the sum of all the parts is going to be a team that is going to come to play no matter what and really can play in so many different styles where they want to rely on their experience, want to slow things down, and it really D you up and make it a low-scoring slugfest type of game. Or if you want to throw some alley-oops up to TJ Bamba, Mark Armstrong, and have Hakeem Hart and Tyler Burton start knocking down out outside shots, it seems like we can kind of hit you from any possible way you even can think of. And if we play good enough defense, hey, Ray, I think I don't think there's a team in the country that we can at least contend with when it comes to our athleticism, our experience, and the way that we're going to be able to play together and share the ball. Yeah, for sure. That, the key word you're saying is experience, man. And a lot of people have been asking me, oh, do you think that they can gel? Do you think that the team chemistry is going to happen quickly? Like, I really do. Like, I really believe that. And that's just coming from a player who was in that position before, who had experience, who has that experience. Like, I know what it's like going to a different situation or, like, going to a different team. Like, in Europe, for example, like, I'm switching. you switching teams every every year, pretty much. And, like, you got to go in there, learn a new system right away, got to gel with your players. So me having experience knowing how to play, knowing how to play the right way. Obviously, I learned that in high school and college. And just carrying that with me my whole career, I was able to, like, pick up on different different styles with different teams, different schemes, and different ways coaches play. So I'm real confident that this group can and will gel and mesh perfectly because guys know how to play. You know, we, we really brought in guys that know how to play with some basketball IQ. So I, it's not going to be too hard to for them to gel and mesh, in my opinion. That's what I think. Hey, well, uh, we certainly value your opinion, A-Ray. I mean, come on now. So you've had that experience, like you mentioned. And I, you, we talk about some of the more athletic teams, the more deep teams that have been able to make runs and have true success throughout the year and obviously into March Madness. And teams that come to mind right away for me are was your senior year, the 2016 
with you, Kyle, Randy, Mike, Will, and then the 2009 team with Cunningham, Scotty Reynolds, Corey Fisher, Corey Stokes, guys like Reggie Redding, Dwayne oh, Anderson, who had all the all that experience. So I, I think you can kind of start to make some comparisons of this team. I'm not saying, oh, whoa, they're 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 a shoe in final four team or a national championship contender, but I'm also not saying they're not far from that right now. Uh, you know, you talk about national title odds, A Ray, that just came out from Vegas. All the sports books just released this. Villanova, number 14. That's right there. That's right outside the top 10 for most likely national champion. Not not, not final four, not to be 16, not just make the big dance, to win the whole damn thing and cut down the nets. So I think Vegas showing like, okay, the, the Wildcats got something cooking up here. Put some respect on their name. I, I think that is a sign that maybe Vegas is catching on to some of the buzz that's going on because – you talked to some. I, I was talking to someone the other day, a former player. I'll, I'll, I'll keep his name anonymous, but he was at practice not too long ago. He was blown away by what he he was seeing. The the athleticism, high flying dunks, but also the, the the amount of effort these guys would show by when guarding each other, uh, offense, defense, whoever whoever it was, whether they were a transfer, an upperclassman, a younger guy. I mean, it, it was all around. A combined effort of like this, everyone is bought in, everybody is dialed in, and it's 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 every facet of the game, A Ray. I mentioned the high flying dunk, sure, that's that's great, and that's fun to, to post highlights of, but just just talk about the fundamentals, which which is what was what Villanova basketball is all around, all about, right? Yeah, is the is the is the X's and O's, the attitude that 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 you know doing what with what you can with what you can control, but. It just seems to me, from what I've heard, from what I from what I've seen, is that this group is bought in. This group is is ready to fire on all cylinders because of just the the differences in 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 the depth that we have, in the experience that we have, and just the the, the flat out leadership that Justin Moore and and Eric Dixon possess. Like those guys know what they're what they want to do with this team, and the four transfers who are incredible characters character wise themselves you're able to add and feed into that i just think it's a perfect concoction perfect mesh of everyone coming together as one with one common goal and i would not be surprised if villanova is in there in the final eight final four type of conversation yeah and all the transfers they all were leaders like they all were leaders of their team so like we're getting a bunch of leaders in there so i i'm, I'm confident in the, um, the chemistry part and them being 14 right now and you seeing them in some preseason rankings and teens like it just right. shows you like it's there's expectation just like last year there was expectations they had us what 16 to start ap poll something around those around that area that's right that's right and this year i pretty much expecting to be kind of in the same area and there's going to be expectations way a lot of expectations to, to play good, to win, and obviously because of the season that they had last year, so it was going to be a little bit antsy from everybody. So I'm I'm all for it. It's a challenge. You know, I wish I could put on a jersey <laughs> and play, but I, obviously I can't. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going down this year. I'm confident in this team. The more we get closer to the season, the more video I'm seeing, the more stuff I'm hearing about them, 
Like, it just makes me even more confident. Like, I'm just ready for that Villanova is back in action tonight tweet. Yes, yes. Cats play tonight. I mean, could you imagine? It's coming November 6th against American. I mean, I, I'm so fired up for that. And we're going to continue to to evaluate and, 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 and process what we hear, what we see, what we, you know, have already seen from from these guys. And, hey, I, I'm not here to blow smoke, okay? I, I'm not, you know, Johnny Optimist all the time. Sure. A, a, am I supportive of the team? Do I want to think that uh, the, the program every year is going to be a Final Four contender? Absolutely. But I'm also not the type of guy that's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're going all the way this year. Like, I, I, I think I have a, a decent judgment of being like, okay, you know, there's reason for optimism and there's reason to be pessimistic. Last year, I remember some some people at work were asking me, like, you know, a bunch of Syracuse guys I work with, right? Yeah. And so they 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 do not like Villanova still, uh, despite us not being in the Big East together for a long time. And they would ask me, Mike, you know, Kyle Neptune's first year, like, what do what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, listen, it's going to be tough. It's it's not going to be. You know, all sunshine and rainbows once once Jay Wright goes away. Even if Jay was there, I think the team still would have struggled, especially based on with with injuries to start with Justin Moore and Cam Whitmore. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I mean, Coach Neptune has a lot to prove, but last year, in a lot of ways, was was positive in 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 terms of getting everything back to where we need to be after a, a nuts offseason of losing Coach Wright. So here we are now after a, another nuts offseason with terms of lot, lots of moving parts. We get four more guys. Cam gets drafted. We lose Caleb Daniels, Brandon Slater, two guys who seem like they've been there for a decade. But I think now it, it is a perfect time for Wildcats to, to say, okay, we've, we've retooled with the transfer portal. We have Dumont recruiting. I know everyone wants to freak out about that. We'll get into that a little bit later, A-Ray. But I just think right now Villanova knows that it's 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 a win now type of mentality, and we need to go get put ourselves back on the map, prove ourselves to be like, hey, we're going to remind everyone that we're still here, we're still a contender in uh, what's going to be a gauntlet of a Big East, and I think they're I think they're ready to do that. They have the leadership, they have the experience, they have the the athleticism, the guys in just an incredible array of of, of depth. That I really believe is similar to a uh, an 09 team, to an 06 team, to an 18 team, with all the guys that can come in off the bench, contribute, or guys that can drop 30 points on any given night. Yeah, listen, OC, I'm right with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm just excited with you. You know, just talking about it just makes you frustrated. You know, I just want to turn that TV on and watch them play, but. The big thing for me, like what makes me uber happy right now is no injuries. Like we got, like, cross my fingers. Yeah, knock on wood, right? Yeah, yeah. Our best players coming into season healthy. Everybody's coming into season healthy. I think that's, I think that is the most important thing. Cause last year we didn't come in healthy and we got to a completely, complete rough start never really built chemistry like we literally did not have no team chemistry until like february 
like seriously. So I think coming in, no injuries, everybody's on the same page. Gonna help us out a lot this year. Start off the season right. That's how we gonna get our chemistry against those teams. We are gonna start the season off right. Get after it. Get ready for that non-conference. Take out bumps and bruises, whether that's wins and losses. You know, you still could take your bumps and bruises in a win too. So, I'm 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 ready, OC. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Hopefully, hoops mania is a is a good, clean, fun night. No incidences there where anybody's hurting themselves or anybody else. Yeah, uh, if you know what I mean. So, uh, you bring up a great point about the injuries. Coach Neptune actually got a chance to sit down with John Rothstein on his podcast, and we gotta love Rothstein. Hopefully, he can join us at some point. That would be pretty cool uh, because John is such a knowledgeable guy, but also is just a nice guy. And a great follow on Twitter and on all social medias because he's uh he's great with the movie quotes and the the references which I I certainly appreciate, uh, as does my guy Slick too on the other side of the glass. So, uh, but Coach Neptune sat down. We both uh, were talking about a little bit a little bit last weekend uh, before we started recording a Ray, and we both appreciated the the honesty that he had with Rostein, um, and, and something that he mentioned though. Which, which you just talked about was the help, right? Justin Moore, when he came back after missing so much of last season, he didn't come back until February, and he was only at seventy percent. And that I think might be a little, uh, a little optimistic when it comes to like, was he really? It's a, it's a bit generous when it comes to how yeah. he was. And then another guy, Jordan Longino, Coach Neptune said to 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 John, he wasn't healthy all year long, right? He was dealing with. With pitch counts, he could only practice for 30 minutes at a time. So now that we kind of have this group, hopefully everybody is it, it remains healthy and, and is in well is in good health moving forward. You know, from this point on. But you mentioned it's, stuff's going to happen during the season, but the fact that they're able to develop the chemistry early in the off season, we're ramping up to into from the non conference into conference play. That is absolutely key. And I, I wanted to hear your other thoughts on, on what Coach Neptune uh, and he, what he discussed with uh, John Rossi. Um, it was a it was a pretty good interview, and I, I appreciate his honesty. Like he was being honest. Like for example, when he talked about the recruiting, you know, some years like they're gonna hit the portal. Some years they may get recruits. Like you just never know until. Yeah, in that that situation or like you're looking at what players you're recruiting during the year but like you don't know you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who's going to hit the portal you might like a guy in the portal better than an, a recruit and you might go that route or you might expect everybody might expect you to want to take the guy in the portal but you go with the younger guy because you want to develop him and like you like his potential so I think that was I think that was pretty good insight on that kind of shows Villanova's mindset about recruiting. So people kind of get a little understanding of like how Villanova is thinking and how they're going about the recruiting process. But I, I don't think anyone would be satisfied until we get a recruit because <laughs> we haven't, yeah, we haven't got one yet. So exactly. I know. That's that's the next step. Like we showed that we can navigate the portal. So it's now it's like 
we got to show that we can get recruits as well. You right. Know? Right. And and he said to, to Rosty and A-Ray, he said, listen, we're still trying to figure out where we land recruiting-wise with the new entity that is the transfer portal. So he was honest. Like you mentioned, we're still trying to figure this out. I think 99% of programs out there are on the same boat, right? They are trying to figure out exactly what the best way to go about things are when it comes to getting either high school guys, transfer guys, a blend of both, whether you want to, whatever the year it happens, it's it's yeah. tough to do. And it's a moving target, Coach Neptune said as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's tough because the NBA draft might affect it. He said if, you know, we lose guys more, more, more of the guys than we thought that were going to be returning the next season. And he made a great point. You said it earlier. It's about buying the right people no matter where they're coming from. So exactly. if it's a, a transfer portal guy that only has a year or two left of eligibility, so be it. I, I, I think if this season, these four guys that we got, Bamba, Hart, Ware, Burton, if, if these players – can live up to their expectations and, and really deliver, then I think Villanova uh, fans are really going to trust Coach Neptune, uh, Baker Dunleavy, the whole program as to, okay, these guys know what they're doing. They're going to know, they know how to navigate the portal and make sure they get the, the type of players that they really want and need for this program to succeed. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is in a lot of ways. I, I did like what Coach Neptune said. Uh, do you have any any more thoughts before we get into last season uh, on, on what uh, Coach Nepp said about recruiting? Um, I'm still going to agree with him about like how difficult it is. Yeah, yeah. About when 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 it comes to recruiting, like you see guys like Cooper Flag and the Booza, the Booza brothers. <laughs> like these guys are like commodities. Like how like they're they're really commodities. Like how do you how do you get a guy like Cooper Flag? Like what what do you tell him to convince him to come to your school? Because he can go anywhere he want to go. Like he can sit out and don't even go to school, wait a year, and then go to the draft. Like what do you tell a kid like that? How do you get a kid like that? So it's difficult because like these are the type of players that you want to come to your school. And if you're going to have a power conference, quote unquote, the Big East with the premier basketball conference, like you want, you need the best players. Like, right. like you're going to be competing every night. So you need the best players. So you got to figure out how can we get the best player? You know, it may not be enough now for kids just to, I mean, for some kids, yeah, I talked to some kids and there's kids out there that really want to go to school and, but like tradition and not really worried about money. They want to, they want to play like they want to win. But then there's guys out there who I'm trying to get the most NIL. Like what kind of NIL package you got? Can I get a car? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a reality too. And just think about it as a coach, you sitting there and you trying to win a championship, but you recruiting kids and they over there talking about like, can I get a car? You know, like how much money I'm going to get? You know, like, can I get a, a nice apartment? <laughs> like, like, dude, we had to play basketball. Right. Yeah. No, exactly right. It's just, it's, 
It, it, it most certainly is. And it, with the NIL, with the transportal, it, it completely changes the the what was almost black and white with very little gray air when it comes to recruiting, right? You, 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 you win. You have a great, great, great pass season. You, you cut down some nets, you, whether it be in the conference, uh, regular season, postseason tournament. In March Madness, you get to the Sweet 16, you, you go to the Final Four. Then, okay, great. All of these recruits see that. They're like, oh, I want to play for this team because that's what I want to do. I want to go have success and go to a decent school, get a good education. Now it's like, man, I want to get paid. I, I want all these yeah. amenities that go along with it. You just mentioned all the, the the nice things, all the material things that go along with the, I guess, you know, ability to convince somebody to come play basketball at your college or university. So that is the game has completely changed. And listen, if, if you really have a problem with the way that recruiting has gone thus far, you know, just, just hold your horses, right? Just have some more patience. Look what these guys have been able to do when it comes to transfer portal. We do have Dumont. So, you know, we have somebody at least to hang your hat on and think like, okay, this guy could really develop and grow into a Bill Nova player. That's going to do a lot of good for us in the next few years. And just just have faith. Have faith. Give it some more time. Class of 2024, we have six visits coming up in the fall. Six, four, I think four confirmed and two more uh, they, that said are, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to visit at some point. So Jalil Bethea, August 25th. Isaiah Eloam, September 8th. Malcolm Thomas, September 15th. Josiah Mosley, September 22nd. Tyler Betsy and Curtis Givens both said they're going to visit at some point in the fall. No confirmed date just yet. And these are these are legit guys. A lot of them are four-star players. Uh, we have a Malcolm Thomas from DeMatha. That's certainly somebody that we've had a lot of success with in terms of recruiting from there. Uh, J- Justin Moore, DeMatha guy. Um, Josh Hart. So Jalil Bethea, he is a legit, legit player. I would not be like, oh my goodness, if we lose that guy, it's the end of the world. Look, he is... He's getting recruited by a top Twitter will. Like, like, well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm trying to say, you know, we have to pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to, you know, flipping our lid when we lose out on a top tier guy. We're we're gonna get the guys that we need to. Just have some faith. Give you know, have some more patience. And I I think you know we're gonna be okay. And we our our program will hopefully figure it out sooner rather than later. But I think eventually at some point, right? A right? Yeah. And me. I'm a right now person. We got a good we got a good team right now. Yeah. We gotta play this year. So I'm focusing on right now. I can't control the future. I don't know what's gonna happen. So I can't focus on that. I'm focusing on right now. I do understand the recruiting and it is something to think about and to obviously question, but for right now, I'm gonna enjoy what we got. Because last year stressed me the hell out. <laughs> well, it's definitely, man. And and to get into last year a little bit, just to wrap up what Coach Neptune uh, was talking about with John Rossi on his podcast, uh, College Hoops Today, he said, uh, Coach said, time ran out on us, right? If we had two more weeks of the regular season, we would have reached the goal of being the best team we could be. And I think that's a pretty accurate statement, uh, Alan, in all honesty. I, I really believe that if we had a, a couple more weeks of, of games in the regular season before the Big East tournament at the Garden, we could have kind of continued to, to make some more strides. We saw how how incredible we played against Creighton, and then we we, we lost this up one 
to them just playing them, you know, a week and a half later. So that was unfortunate, but I do agree with what Coach Neptune said when it comes to if we had another couple weeks with fully healthy guys, more back, with, with more back, Juan had some more time to heal. If the yeah. team really would have taken another step up and we would have, I think, been able to maybe make a, a, a bubble push, a push and maybe find ourselves to, playing in Dayton, Ohio in the first four, something like that. No, for sure. That's a that's a big fact. Um, I feel like they ran out of gas. Like, they tried to do too much in too little time. You know, like, there was a couple games, like, we played amazing, played our hearts out, exerted a bunch of energy. Like, it was a stretch. <laughs> it was a stretch We where everybody knew, the team knew, the fans knew. Like, if we wanted to make if we wanted to save the season, like, we got to start winning games. And, like, mm -hmm. you could see the intensity pick up every game. And I, I just feel like we just wore ourselves out. You know, we we was doing – we tried to do too much, but we only had a little bit of time. So I, I think that's a, a real big fact also. We did have more time. Obviously, yeah, we would have – I feel like we would have went far. We could have went pretty, pretty good in the tournament. We would have made the tournament for sure. Yeah, and it, that's a big fact. That's that, that's what I think uh, is a is a real real key to to the thought process of whether the seat last season was a success or not. We saw the growth. We saw how much better this team looked from earlier on, even when Moore was back and Whitmore was playing, versus just again in that Creighton game, the, the three game win streak with Creighton, we beat Creighton, Seton Hall, and Xavier. Two of three, which were were tournament teams, and Creighton, we 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 whooped them. We were up double digits basically the whole game. So, to, if you, we were able to see the growth in the team, uh, to be the the best version of what the team was, at least what we thought was going to be, and what we had, is that's a successful season in a lot of ways. That's what Coach Neptune was saying to Ja Rostein, and I have to agree with him to a certain extent that the team made significant progress. You saw even Whitmore, his body language changed in a lot of ways. He was he was diving after loose balls. He was you know in every huddle, high fiving guys, getting getting fired up, showing a lot of passion. John Fanta interview him. He was smiling. Exactly. Exactly. I had never exactly. see him smile. So, I, I really am a believer in in kind of rolling with that momentum yeah. at the end of the season and, and taking it and harnessing it. And I think that we did a great job of doing that by. I know it's tough losing Whitmore, Daniels, and, and and Slater, but the fact that we do have Moore and Dixon coming back, we got the four transfers, Bamba, Hart, Burton, Ware, and I think three of those guys are going to be serious big-time impact players when it comes to averaging 15, you know, 18 points a game, something like that. I truly believe that, that Hart, Bamba, and Burton are really capable of doing that and dropping 30 points at any given night. Combine yeah. that with Dixon and Moore, and then have Hausen and Armstrong take that next step that we all are damn near certain that they're going to do. I mean, how could you not think that... And don't let me, don't me, don't me forget about Juan Gino. Sure, if you want to throw Chris Arch some minutes off the bench, whoever, whoever you want to say. I know some people are going to freak out on me for even saying that, but think about the depth that, that, that we have and think about the, the, the star power the scoring ability, the defensive ability, the size, the, the height, the weight, the athleticism, 
you you can check all the boxes with this team, Aret. And it just really makes me think, like, are we are we like a, a team like the Detroit Lions of this year, where last year we won so many games at the end of the season, and everybody is like saying, "Oh, watch out for this squad." And I think in a lot of ways we are, because I think the the, the we we were probably going to be picked. We didn't have these four guys, the four transfers picked at the bottom of the Big East, the you know sure. the lo- lower quarter, you could say. Now we're, we're we're I think number four in most most people's eyes. And I think we we're starting to trend up continuously, and I believe it, it, once we get even closer to the season, we might be saying, "Wow, we have a legit chance to cut down the nets and win another Big East regular season title and possibly conference tournament title." So, yeah. it, to, to me, it just seems like on paper, combined with the fact that last year we were able to make some strides at the end of the season, combined with the additional four players we got, three of which. I really think are going to be immediate impact players. How could you not be excited? How could you not be optimistic when it comes to this upcoming season and Villanova really enjoying some some legitimate success? Yeah, I mean, we all Villanova fans here. We, <laughs> we, we, what's the one saying that has been constant, even when Coach Wright was there? We all we want to be the best team we can be by the end of the season. And there you go. This year, we was our best version of ourselves at the end of the year. Like, if you think about it, the end of the year, we was playing our best basketball. And like Neptune said, just wasn't enough time. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we finished this. No, well, I'm not going to say we finished it off good because we lost on the NIT. But without more and Whitmore, too. Yeah, but... We was playing our best basketball technically at the end of the season last year. And that's what we could hope for this year, just to be playing our best basketball when it's time to dance. Yes, sir. And stay injury free. <laughs> yes, exactly. Prayers up for that, man, because I think I think A Ray, if you want to talk about being due for some for an injury free season, I think we might be due, right? I mean for real. Think about Justin Moore tearing his Achilles in the Elite Eight in the final seconds of that game. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That ruined it for me. I I couldn't even really celebrate after watching that just, you know, honestly, it was just a tragedy on on national television. And it was like everyone was celebrating. And I'm just like, I can't. I'm sick over Justin Moore right now. That video is sick. That video of him and Coach was, I think it was him and Coach Wright. When Coach Wright was talking to him, like, that made me sick. Oh, just devastating. And, man, you know, uh, a lot, most Villanova fans would be like, okay, regardless if we had more or not, you know, we were we were the fourth best team in the Final Four. Some Villanova fans would be like, oh, we may not have a legitimate shot to at least beat Kansas. Maybe we lose in the final. To, I really think that if more was healthy, that we were playing a different brand of basketball than everybody else was. I know Kansas came out and they really whooped us to start it, start it off, but they smelled blood in the water, right? Listen, they they knew we could have we could have won that game. There was some there was some stupid mistakes out there. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not about to sit here and uh, and bash anybody, but yeah, you know who you are. If you watch the film, you know who you are. It was some critical mistakes. I thought like we was we was we was making a good comeback against Kansas. We really was. 
and like we we gave it we gave it right back to him. Yeah, we were we were down I think seven or eight points, and we had an open three, and we missed it, and they yeah. came back down and they hit a three, so it was like a six point swing. We could have cut it to uh you know a four point game, it just didn't 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 happen. We didn't have it that night, but if if more was healthy, a Ray, I think things certainly would have gone differently. Yeah, I'm not twenty, but I'm not Kendrick Perkins. I'm not going to sit here and say you're a terrible player. <laughs> but you was out there making mistakes, right? That's so. It. So that's it, man. And um, honestly, that that was exactly what we needed to do, A Ray. We 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 could be circled back. We 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 talked through the the Neptune interview with Rostein. Hopefully, our listeners are leveling with us here, are seeing both sides of the coin and being like, okay, I, I want to trust A-Ray and OC, right? I mean, that's that, that's the bottom line. That's what we're hoping for. for and and uh, just I, there's some serious reason for optimism, folks. So keep it going. We're going to keep giving you guys content. It, it, it's been so much fun to see the, the, the level of, of, of interest, of support, of love we've gotten over these last few months. And plenty more, uh, you know, of action to come when it comes to to this preseason stuff. Hey, Ray, we got some exciting stuff. I'm hoping we can get to Aronimink Golf Course and play some some golf, have some drinks, have some laughs, chop it up, talk some Nova hoops when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, Randy Foy's event. The Humble and Hungry Golf Outing, Aronimink Country Club. Yes. September 25th, uh, A. Ray and I are hoping to be there. There you go, exactly right. And uh, that would be a ton of fun, A. Ray. I'm hoping that, that that might be the first time we meet in person, uh, believe it or not. We've done t- 10 episodes now, and we've um, we've never met in person, but it feels like I've known you my whole life, my friend. So it's going to be a ton of fun. And speaking of fun, A. Ray, Team USA, Captain America, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Mikel Bridges, these guys are looking really good heading into the FIBA 2023 World Cup, and believe me, I think the group stage we have with Greece, New Zealand, and Jordan, that's our group with Team USA. I think there's no doubt in my mind that the Americans are going to be able to take the number one spot and move on to the knockout stage, led by Brunson, Hart, and Bridges. I think you're just being a little biased. <laughs> Now I love those guys. Uh, man. I like their team because like they're young, but these dudes be they go after it in the games. And they got some hungry young guys. Like Anthony Edwards is young, but he's hungry. Like Austin Reeves is hungry. Jalen Brunson is hungry. Mikel Bridges is hungry. Josh Hart, he's hungry. Like I I love that when you got young guys that give that type of effort. You, they make up for a lot of mistakes when you when you give that that kind of effort. I don't know if you watched the Germany game, but they was down, damn it, all game, all game. Yeah. I thought Germany was going was going to win that game because they had a couple of vets on the other team. You know, I thought they could, you know, try to finagle their way and get a win, but the U.S. came back, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be games like you playing in a different, you playing in another country, playing with different rules, so. You got to get adjusted to it. So the other teams already got an advantage with that. So 
There's going to be games I, I know they're going to be down, especially when they play against the good teams. When once they start getting to pool play, um, but I, I just like the energy. I like the effort that they give, and JB Jalen Brunson is doing a great job, like just running the team. You know, right now he doesn't even really have to do much. You know, everybody else is out there. He just facilitating, making sure everybody's in their spots. But I'm excited, just like you, about USA. Um, it's, it's definitely been good watching the, the games. They haven't been boring. Get this, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I can't watch a game if it's super boring. But like I, that that Germany game was was really good. That was a really good game. Yes, sir. I, I got Jay Ray, and uh, it starts on Friday, August 25th. Team USA's action kicks off 8:40 in the morning, bright and early on Saturday, the 26th. Uh, they take on New Zealand. They're all the way in Manila, uh, the capital of the Philippines. So no, no wonder it's that crazy time difference. But you can watch on ESPN too, folks. So I, I, you know, I'm going to be tuned in to Saturday morning. That's a, it's a great, great reason to get up nice and early and start dialing into some, some Team USA slash Villanova basketball. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be eyes glued to the TV for that one. Uh, game two for the USA is on Monday the 28th. 8.40 a.m. once again on ESPN2 where they take on Greece. Uh, unfortunately, no, the Greek freak himself, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is not going to be playing. Uh, he just said on X slash Twitter the other day, it was a, definitely a disappointment to see that. And then game three, Jordan is our opponent. We, that'll be on Wednesday the 30th at 4.40 in the morning. So that is going to be... That's when is that on up. Thursday? That's on a Wednesday morning at 440. I don't know if we'll be up for that one. I might set an alarm to check the score, and if it's, like, close, which I, I doubt it will be, uh, maybe I'll have to get up. But that's all, that will be also on ESPN2 for you early birds. Uh, you know what? I'm definitely – if I'm not up for that second quarter, I'm definitely going to be awake for the uh, for the second half. There you go. I'm just up at that time. Don't ask me why. I'm just I'm – just, just up at that time. You're built different, man. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> old people wake up early for no reason. <laughs> so that's Group C for you. USA, Jordan, Greece, and New Zealand, A-Ray. I, I think they'll be able to hopefully go 3-0, and maybe a, a scare versus Greece. We'll see. But uh, Greece and you'll have forward to it. Exactly. So I, I'm, really, I'm really fired up, though, man. I, I actually ordered a shirt. Uh, Team USA shirt, so I'm excited to wear that. Hopefully, I'll be sporting that on the uh, next episode of Rain and Threes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked, man. It's going to be fun to watch these guys in action. Yeah, I can't wait today to play against teams like Australia. Like these are teams: Australia, Slovenia, um, Germany, Spain. Uh, who else? Yeah, we got France. Like, these are the teams, like, these teams are really good. Yeah. And full of a bunch of pros. So those games are going to be very, very interesting. Nah, most definitely. It's going to be it's gonna be a blast. So, yeah, catch the 2023 FIBA World Cup, ESPN2. Lots of early starts for Team USA. 8.40 on a Saturday, though, uh, to get things going against New Zealand. So that, that'll be prime time. On a Saturday morning, you can get up and you have the day. You don't have to worry about going to work. At least most people don't. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm fired up. 
already got my Team USA gear in the mail. I was hoping to get it before tonight's show, but uh, it is what it is. But Raiden 3s, A-Ray, we've got some merch coming your way, folks. I've been getting a lot of DMs, texts, uh, things like that, emails. It's been it's been cool to see the 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 thirst, right? The the hunger for for our our, our gear, A Ray. And uh, no, that hat is fire, though. I'm not gonna lie, it is. Yeah, it is fire. I uh, I sent yours to you um, today, actually, so it should hopefully be there by the end of this week, and we'll see. Down. We'll see if you'll be. Hopefully, you could rep it uh, next episode as well. But we're, we we've got a lot of that. People are asking for beanies. You know, already, I don't know if it's beanie season just yet, but yet. but uh, it, it, we got you guys, and uh, we just we're just gonna have a you know, we're gonna have a ton of fun things coming up soon for you guys this season. You know, a Ray, uh, Slick Nick, and I we, we we've been discussing. We have a lot of things cooking up, a lot of great ideas to get uh, some you know us out there show some show you guys some support, some love as well, and uh, we're gonna have some events in in New York and Philly. Uh, at games, hopefully, and this is, you know, it's an exciting time, right? Because if, if Villanova's basketball season is as good as we as we hope, as as successful and fruitful as we think, then, boy, we're going to have a fun to end of 23 and into 2024, huh? Yeah, for sure. Like, I want to go next year to the Big East tournament and walk around the arena, and when people call me, I don't want them to be like, damn, hey, Ray, what's up with the team this year? <laughs> I don't want to hear that this year. Nah, no way. I wanted to be like, "Hey Ray, we going to the Final Four, right?" Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that that certainly would be a blast if we uh, we go on a nice run. And if you remember correctly, hey Ray, I, I did say that we would at least go to the Sweet Sixteen, and that was uh, about a month ago. So yeah, all I'm saying, man. Nah, I'm 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 with you on there. I'm creeping up on there. Okay, all right, that's a. That's what I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, I'm telling you, the more I see, the more I hear about the team, like the more confidence I get in them. Like I could, I could see it, and like you could see with all the analysts and all the lists coming out. Like even with having them the fourth team, best team in the Big East, like I just feel like they gotta, they can't put them above other teams because of the season we had last year and we got right. all new players. So like, let's stick them right here and see what they do. Correct. But, but they know, you know, they, they excited about it too. I know you are John fan. I know you are <laughs> John Rothstein. I know y'all excited. Most definitely. And, uh, the thing though, uh, all the positive press uh, I've been seeing, uh, I saw some, some things on, on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it as well. It ranked Villanova as the 18th best program of all time, mm -hmm. and I, I I wasn't too fired up about that. Uh, I usually I usually am excited to see Villanova's name mentioned in anything, any sort of list, right? You know, we talk about that all the time. It, yeah, it, it's always fun to see us get in the mix when it comes to all time lists and best teams of the decade, things like that. Uh, but 18 a, a, as a program, all time, I, I think we got to be top 10. Uh, this, hey, right. This is me. UCLA, UNC, Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas. Top five. You could argue about Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA being number one. That's my top five all-time programs. Then I would say, in no particular order, UConn, Villanova, Louisville, Michigan State, Indiana. That's like the tier two, right? So tier one. I'm not saying we're 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 close to. 
to be in the top five. But I, I definitely think Villanova belongs at around the nine or ten uh, rank when it comes to all-time programs. But, hey, that's just me. Uh, I agree with you. And especially, you know, we got we got some titles under our belt. So we definitely deserve to be in top ten. You know, it's not a lot of teams that have titles. Like, you can't, in my opinion, like, you just can't put a team, like, in front of you that has less championships than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's hard. Yeah, completely completely agree. And, uh, yeah, shout out our guy, uh, Nick McGow, Michigan State guy, Michigan State Spartion fan and Michigan State's right there. Michigan State, Louisville, and Villanova. There was another post I saw. It was like, rank these three programs in order. And that's another one. It's tough. Uh, I yeah. think Villanova is one, Michigan State two, Louisville three. I, you know, could you argue Louisville two? I don't know. I'm it, definitely not playing Louisville in front of Villanova. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm definitely not. <laughs> I think I, I saw that tweet you said too. Like Villanova, they had like the logos. Exactly. Yeah, I seen that tweet. Exactly. So uh, it, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun chopping up with the ARA, of course. We're going to continue to break things down every week, every two weeks. We'll kind of feel it out, see what comes out uh, when it comes to possible recruiting news, when it comes to more lists and preseason top 25s and bracketology from our guy Joey Brackets. Uh, lots to, to continue to monitor. Keep, uh, keep with the love and support on Twitter. That's ARA for three. MJOC underscore IV. Our joint account is at Raiden underscore 3S. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you name it, guys. We're on there. You can reach us on threads. Not that anyone's even really using that anymore, but we're available on Apple, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, YouTube. So, we're, wherever you guys want to look for Raiden 3s, you're going to find us. And uh, episode 10 in the books, hey, Ray, it's been a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, let me hear your final thoughts. Looking forward to episode 11. <laughs> like, I just think that's a big accomplishment for us, a big milestone, just getting to, to 10, honestly. And I just want to say thank you for everybody that support us and that listens, takes the time out. We definitely appreciate it, and, like, we do this for you guys. So just wanted to say thank you to everybody out there, and shout-out to us for number 10. <laughs> yes, sir, Ray Ray. Always a pleasure, my friend. So without Ray, I'm your host, Mike O'Connell. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and catch us next time on Episode 11 of Rain and Threes. Yes, sir. Peace out.